Over 1 million patients with rare and chronic diseases rely on plasma. Your plasma donation helps people live healthier and happier lives. Your donation matters. Earn extra cash while saving lives. Become a donor today. Find a center near you on iPlasma.life. Welcome to What the Plasma, the podcast where you'll learn more about the importance of blood and plasma. Fine-tune your knowledge about this highly misunderstood industry and hear interviews with patients, donors, and people on the front lines. Let's get started with your host, Mason St. Felix. Welcome to What the Plasma. I am your host, Mason St. Felix, and this is episode number five. In this episode, we are discussing the It's My Turn campaign launched by the Immunoglobulin National Society, also known as IGNS, to promote the need for plasma donors during this pandemic. Because it takes seven plus months from the time of donation for plasma to be manufactured into life-saving therapies, the lack of plasma donations collected today due to this pandemic will have a direct impact on the supply of plasma-derived therapies within the next year. As first responders, healthcare workers, and others work tirelessly to keep patients healthy and save lives, it's our turn. We can do our part by becoming a plasma donor. Our guests will join us right after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Atma Biocenters, Kennesaw, Georgia. Atma Biocenters reminds you that you have the power to heal others and help yourselves. By becoming a plasma donor, you can earn money while helping save the lives of many people. Learn more by visiting www.atmabiocenters.com. Our guest today is Rachel Collada, the Director of Educational Resources at IGNS. Rachel is a registered nurse with 32 years of experience in a variety of specialties, including trauma, ICU, medical devices, and home infusion therapies. The majority of her career has been in the infusion industry, both as a at-home infusion nurse and a nurse educator for a manufacturer of plasma products. Rachel carries certifications in Ig and infusion therapies. Join me in welcoming Rachel to the show. Thank you, Rachel, for joining What the Plasma. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Hey, thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. All right. So let's just jump into it. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the organization that you are a part of and, and some of the initiatives that you guys have going on? So the Immune Globulin National Society is a group of over 45,000 members. We have physicians, we have pharmacists, we have nurses, so healthcare providers across the continuum of care. And our goal is to standardize the treatment of patients who are, are receiving Ig therapy. So that is our main goal to focus on the disease states around Ig therapy, the patients that receive them, and most importantly, making sure that patients are receiving their infusions safely and in a standardized way. 
Okay. And so how does that align with some of the plasma initiatives that you guys have going? And, you know, how do you plan on really building that longer term relationship with other plasma related organizations or even blood related organizations? Great question. So basically at the beneath everything that we do is the raw material of plasma. We do for what the manufacturers do, for what the other plasma organizations do. Everything comes down to plasma. So without plasma, we would not have an organization. Um, So we are very aligned with what's going on in the plasma community, which is why we launched the It's My Turn campaign back in March. Yeah, this is something that I actually saw and really caught my attention. What is the It's My Turn campaign? what, you know, what's the focus of it outside of uh, the raw materials? What's the, you know, core reasons for launching this initiative? So since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, plasma donations have really fallen. Um, And what that means to us as healthcare professionals, but more importantly to patients, is that without these plasma donors, patients may not have access to the products that they need. Um, So that was the initial reason that we started the It's My Turn campaign. The goal was to be proactive in driving first-time donors to the donation center so we could keep the plasma supply robust. Um, That was the beginning of the initiative. That's where we are now. I started donating when the campaign first started. So I've kind of had a first-hand experience that I've been able to walk through with other people as we're moving on with this movement. So being that you uh, jumped into the mix and you started donating yourself, can you talk a little bit about that experience? And it's a, you know, it's a different experience to be on the other side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, and, and again, because of what we're going through with COVID-19, it was a little scary, but what I tell people and what I preach every day is that plasma donors are essential. We're as essential as all the essential workers that are out there working tirelessly to keep this country going. Seriously, without plasma donors, the plasma donation supply, excuse me, would just go away. So I felt obligated being at home, working from home to get out there and do that because plasma centers are open for business. They are essential businesses and they are looking to increase the amount of donors that are coming through their doors. And that's opposite of what you would think would be occurring with the topic of plasma being on the news so heavily, right? So the conversation about plasma has really widened and over the last few months, which is a great thing um, for uh, educating the public about plasma. Um, but in the other side of that is, um, you know, where you're not still not seeing a huge increase with donors going into actual plasma centers to donate. So, how like what do you think that the increased attention around plasma? How do you think that this benefits the industry? But also, you know, what impact do you think some of the confusions around plasma this increased attention has caused? Yeah, so it has made my job a little bit harder pushing forth this It's My Turn campaign. There's a lot of stuff going on with plasma donations right now, and I love the attention that it's getting. I don't think that plasma donation has ever received this type of good 
attention. So I'll take it any way it comes, but it does cause some confusion for people that have never donated before. So I try to educate people about the different paths to donations. So I just want to kind of break that down right here. So there's a lot of stuff going on with COVID-19 plasma. That's mostly what the media attention is. We need people that have recovered from COVID-19 to give their plasma. And they're doing a couple different things with that plasma. The first thing they're doing is convalescent transfusion. So they're taking plasma directly from patients who have recovered and infusing it directly into patients that are experiencing serious complications from the disease. But the other thing that's going on that is amazing um, is that all the manufacturers have come together in one way or another to form these alliances and they're developing a product called hyperimmune globulin. So this is the same, it's plasma that comes directly from patients who have recovered, but this plasma goes on to a manufacturing process to create this hyperimmune globulin. And this is a potential treatment who, for people who are at risk for serious complications with the disease. So those are kind of the two things going on with COVID-19 plasma. So that's one kind of path to donation right there. The second way you can donate is go to a qualified donation center. There are over 800 of them in the United States. These donation centers collect what's known as sourced plasma. Sourced plasma is collected specifically to manufacture the plasma protein therapies that patients need. And these patients include people with immune deficiencies, autoimmune disorders, bleeding disorders, and many, many other disease states. These patients benefit from the plasma protein therapies. You can only donate sourced plasma at a qualified plasma donation center in the US. That's kind of my niche. That's, that's where I am driving people if I can. However, because there's only 800 donation centers in the whole United States, you may not be able to find one. If that is the case, I recommend the American Red Cross. The Red Cross is always looking for donations. And at the Red Cross, you can donate whole blood, you can donate platelets, and you can donate plasma if you have type AB blood. So that's a lot options right there. So in my mind, I feel like there's some form of donation that everyone can make fit into their lifestyle. Yeah. So how do we simplify this for people that are now just being introduced to what is plasma and the impact of plasma? How can we simplify that message for them to help them just truly understand the benefits of actually being a donor and the uh, not just the benefits, but the impact that they can have on lives just by being a donor? Yes. Yeah, so through the IGNS website, through PPTA website, through your own website, we are all trying to educate people in very simplistic forms. Because honestly, yeah. as a first-time donor, even though I'm a nurse of 32 years, I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea what the process is like. And so I needed to educate myself first. And so I understand completely that people have fears, that people have questions, that people don't know what their plasma is going to make. They don't understand where it's going and they don't understand the process that it takes to get there. So I think that we are all doing a great job right now of educating people through social media, through news media, through all of our websites combined. There's a lot of educational material out there 
for people who want to get more information. Yeah. And, and, you know, with, with all of that exists, and I think that is more so now than, and than ever before, there's a lot more information out there. But one of the key things that I see here is, you know, how do we take this and build on it for, for the future? Because, um, you know, at some point, the news focus and the news attention is going to die down. It may not go away completely, but it is going to die down. So how do we then take that, that elevated attention and just keep people's focus on that, you know, as we wrap up 2020 and go into 2021? So what I think is that, of course, right now we're going through this horrible COVID-19 pandemic and we're in a crisis situation. And in my experience, when we're in a crisis, we want to do something to help. Everybody wants to do something to help. Everybody wants to volunteer or make an impact for that particular crisis. My goal is to make people understand that even after this crisis and because of this crisis, plasma donations are going to be in short supply and the supply of plasma is not going to be as robust as we need it to be to support all of these patients. So I'm kind of jumping off this platform of COVID-19 plasma, hoping that people are going to understand that even when this is done, there's still work that needs to be done. There's still support that needs to be given to these patients so they can continue receiving their medications. Yeah. So let, let's just shift it a little bit back to, you know, when you went into the center and you are uh, now donating at, at the center, you know, how did that help to connect the why for you? You know, being that you're an advocate, right, um, and you were doing, you're looking at this on a regular basis, but now you're in a plasma center with a needle in your arm and you're donating. How did that help to connect the why for you? Well, for me as a healthcare professional and 32 years of nursing, I've taken care of hundreds of patients that rely on these types of therapies. They rely on them to live. They rely on them to improve their quality of life so they could be a better mother or father or spouse or friend. So I've seen firsthand what these therapies can do and how they impact patients' lives. What really brought it home for me is when I'm sitting in that chair and I see that liquid gold kind of collecting in that container and it it just hit me. I'm like, oh my God, now I'm really, I'm saving people's lives now. So it went way above what I could have ever done for them as a nurse, giving them their infusions and taking care of them that way. This is way beyond that. So it was a really one of those aha moments for me. And that's my why. And I don't think you have to be a healthcare professional to have that as your why. Your why can be something as simple as because you can, because we have it in us to give this gift. And we're not just saving one life, we're saving many lives. And you know, even though you'll never see those people, that has to hit you when you think of the fact that something relatively easy has such a huge impact on the lives of so many people. Yeah. And I think this is the time, right, where you can start to really build just our within our generation, uh, with millennials, with those uh, the younger generation, Gen Z, and really start to build the altruistic reasons for actually donating plasma. And, and within this generation, right, we look for that social 
you know, that that campaign, that social thing that we we are going to attach to that we're going to go after because we want to believe in it. If we're going to do something, we've got to believe in it. Um, and, and I think plasma is that one thing where we can start to build a rallying cry around that. Like, it, you know, we, you could believe in this because it makes a huge difference. And in plasma, you hear the vein to vein connection. Right. So from the donor's vein laying on the bed to the vein of the patient uh, that receives it on the other side. And I think there's really an opportunity for us to continue to build on that and, and connect that with within our generation and with uh, Gen Z and, and even others out there that are still new to this. Yeah, absolutely. I've gotten a huge response to my posts and the stuff that I've been doing on social media. And a lot of it is coming from millennials and Gen Z. They actually feel obligated in some way to support the world, to clean up the environment. They have a lot of social causes. And I think this is relatively easy for them to flow into. It's something that without much effort um, can really make a huge impact. Yeah, I really think that's the that's the way forward, right? That is the way forward to really gaining and continue to build up uh, with donors is to help them connect the social impact and not just the small monetary part, but really more the social impact donating plasma. So why don't just talk, let's talk a little bit about the organization's goal. One of the things that when we did our pre-call, we talked a little bit about your focus was around, you know, uh, talking to healthcare professionals and and those within pharmacy. And now you're beginning to expand that, uh, trying to get that message out outside to an even more broader audience. Um, but, you know, what, what kind of pushed you guys to start to really expand that message? And what do you hope, and by expanding it to like even patients as well, having patients stand up as becoming advocates for people donating plasma, what message or what, what, are you, what do you guys hope to uh, get out there through uh, approaching it that way? Well, actually, probably didn't come from me to expand in these directions. It came to us. So yeah. once we started this campaign, we saw that we were getting responses from people that clearly were not in the healthcare industry. And we realized very quickly that we needed to make sure that the language that we were using and how we were promoting this and how we were teaching was something that could be understood across the board. So yes, we did start initially with pharma, with plasma manufacturers, with their sales reps. We wanted people, okay, we're at home now. Let's do something that's in our industry that we know is going to make a difference. But quickly went beyond those boundaries. Um, it went into non-healthcare professionals. So we had to do, it went into hairdressers and barbershop owners and restaurant uh, workers, all of whom are not working right now. Um, and in the US, they do provide a modest compensation for plasma donation, but we didn't even talk about that. People just wanted to do something to help. And it was really like heartwarming to see the type of response that we were getting. Then as far as the patient groups now, that's our kind of next area of focus. So we understand that patients are not able to donate themselves, but what they can do is mobilize their communities, their families and friends and their hairdressers and, and their anyone that they come in contact to donate on their behalf. A lot of these patient groups have a wide reach, a lot of grassroots projects going on out there, reaching 
thousands and thousands of people. So it was a natural kind of slide into that area of patient groups, getting patients to advocate for themselves. They need these products. Anyone who knows them knows that they need these products. So my quote is just ask. I mean, people will do that for you. Just ask. Yeah. Just to take that a little bit further, right, with and with a lot of the organizations out there uh, beginning to make this call and make this movement. I know the IDF who recently talked to, you know, they, they just launched a uh, for PI week, really pushing out the campaign around awareness around uh, immunodeficiencies. Um, and then you look at, you know, Alpha One, the Mondell Foundation, there's the Jeffrey Mondell Foundation. There's so many out there that exist that are um, that could really be huge advocates. But and I do think that that message from patients is going to it will go a long way. And I, I really applaud you guys' approach for this, because one thing from working when I worked in a plasma center, one of the things that I always connected with was when a patient walked in. And um, and started talking to us and started talking to donors about what it means for you to be either working within the center or um, being a donor laying on the bed and donating. You know, that aha moment you had when you were donating, that was that helped to click, like really make it very like click for me. And so I think with patients being advocates for this and, and really standing up and talking to friends, friends of friends and stuff like that, that's definitely going to go a long way. Yeah, I agree. Um, and another thing that we've done is, you know, every month, okay, there's PI week and then there's myositis awareness and then there's CIDP awareness. So we're piggybacking kind of on yeah. everybody campaign for the month to get our word out there in conjunction with what they're doing for their patient groups. Yeah. So with, uh, you guys have a pretty, pretty large, uh, group, right? Over 40,000 and, and growing. What do you guys hope to, uh, what's the goal that it's my turn campaign? Um, is this a annual initiative that it's going to turn into where we're, you're really launching this long-term initiative? What, what is the ultimate goal to really continue to, to build this outreach? So the It's My Turn campaign is not going to go away anytime soon. It's gaining momentum now. And our goal is to drive, again, as many first-time donors, get them to make that commitment. This is something that can be easily built into anyone's lifestyle. It really doesn't take that long. So we're going to keep moving with this momentum. We're going to expand into college campuses. We're going to expand into other high school um, campuses, any, again, bar and restaurant association, we want to reach as many large groups of people that we can just spreading the word. And I think the most important thing is to never let people forget, you know, why they're doing this or, or what the impact is that they're going to be making on the world with their gift of plasma. It's not very often that we can look at ourselves and say, I, I can actually save somebody's life. I mean, of course, you can be a donor. You could be a kidney donor. You can donate part of your liver. That is a huge gift. And most anyone would do that. Even for a stranger, people will donate their organs. This is something that we have in us that replicates every 24 hours and can impact not one life, but thousands of lives. 
Yeah, and, and I think that that's the message right there. So, I any any uh, last met words that you would like to, or messages that you would like to get out there to uh, to either donors, to patients, to plasma center uh, team members, um, to you know, as we close out today. Yeah, actually, there is. I, as I said, I've been donating twice a week. I see these workers are essential workers. They're there every day. They're working extra hours. They're providing extra safety measures um, so that when people come in, they're not afraid to be in the donation center. So I honor them and I really want to thank them for doing their jobs. I see donors coming in and out of the center every day. I want to thank them for doing what they're doing. And I think that if people really just took a chance and took this challenge and got out there and did this once or twice, it would become something that they would incorporate into their lifestyle. I appreciate it, Rachel. Thank you for coming on the show. And, and really just thank you for reaching out to us as well. So um, you're welcome back at any time. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. I want to thank Rachel for joining today's show. To learn more about IGNS, go to ig ns.org. Don't forget, be the difference. Donate plasma. It's our turn. Patients are counting on us. Thank you for listening to this weekly episode of What the Plasma. To download this episode plus more, go to whattheplasma.life or anywhere streaming podcasts. While you're there, make sure to subscribe. Also, don't forget to join the iPlasma Life community on your favorite social media platform. Catch you on the next episode. Until then, don't forget, you are the difference. So be the difference. Patients are counting on you.